imagine waking up in China, living in a repressive regime like that where you couldn't question the government? What if you already did this morning? Wake up in China, I mean. There's this assumption that for the Chinese to take over, say the U.S., they'd have to roll up in battleships and fight a prolonged war. That was true 20 years ago, maybe even 10, but it's not true anymore. China exercises perhaps the greatest control over its citizens it ever has, thanks to tech. And Brendan O'Neill, the editor of Spike, asked the question, is that net being extended by China over us technologically? Or has it already been extended over us? It's a legitimate question. Here's what he writes. In Spiked, in recent months, it wasn't only the inhabitants of China who were forbidden from speaking ill of the Chinese regime. So were billions of others around the world, thanks to Facebook and its clampdown on any discussion of the theory that COVID-19 might have been manufactured or might have leaked from a lab in Wuhan. People in America, Britain... France and across the globe were subjected to Chinese-style silencing, he writes. They were essentially banned from saying things that might embarrass the Chinese Communist Party. The supposedly woke, chilled overlords of the World Wide Web helped to globalize the CCP's repression of free thought and open debate. We need to talk about this, he writes. Facebook has now lifted its restriction on posts which describe COVID-19 as man-made or manufactured or which say the virus escaped from a lab, the Wuhan Institute of Virology, to be precise. This has paved the way for 2.7 billion users to freely discuss the possibility that COVID-19 emerged in a science facility rather than in a bowl of bat soup. But for the past year, he writes, anyone who floated the possibility that COVID-19 came from a lab rather than a wet market was denounced as a crank. He or she risked being put in Facebook jail, that is, banned from posting for 30 days. Which brings us to all the stories banned by big tech in the last year to year and a half. If you think about it, they don't just have one thing in common that they benefit. Their ban has benefited the Democrat Party and the Bidens. That's obvious. They also all benefit the Chinese as well. So which is it? Is Zuckerberg and the tech titans censoring posts to benefit the Bidens or to benefit China? Think about it. Hunter's laptop, that story had to be repressed because it would have killed off Biden's chance potentially of winning the presidency. But that laptop was also a huge embarrassment to the Chinese. It contained ample evidence that it had bought off and essentially owned the Biden family because it contained records not just of the Chinese illegal payments to them, but of the fact that they broke the law to, took, to take them. You would know how China bribes and controls our politicians if you could read what's on it. This new symbiosis between big tech and China is giving way to headlines that would have been unthinkable even 10 years ago, like this one from the conservative treehouse.com that perfectly captures the situation. The headline is this. Facebook gives American journalists permission to write about COVID originating from Wuhan lab. Brendan O'Neill is not the first one to float this crazy idea. It was actually predicted by Professor Igor Panarin. Remember him? He once did an interview with the Wall Street Journal. He's a former KGB operative in Russia, and he's been forecasting since at least 2008 the breakup 
of the United States of America. Incredibly, he forecast all those years back that we would have a civil war, that we'd be driven to it by, get this, mass immigration, economic decline, and moral degradation, and that that civil war would cause the collapse of the dollar. The U.S., he said, would break into six pieces. One of them would be what he calls the California Republic. He actually envisioned that it would come under control or influence of China, not again by Chinese battleships pulling up to the shore, but by choice. Is that happening now? The only YouTube video I've ever had pulled down off of YouTube and censored was on the COVID vaccine. The reason they said they pulled it down was because my stance on the vaccine contradicted the World Health Organization's, the WHO's. Everybody knows the WHO is controlled and run by China. And until the WHO acknowledges it, you cannot say it about the vaccine. That's an incredible amount of power to have in the U.S. for China. Up next, after this incredibly short break, an insane story that illustrates the power of censorship China now has. A level of censorship, one could argue, isn't that different from what the Chinese experience daily in their country. Up next. Incredibly, China is so confident that it can control speech around the globe when it needs to, across borders, that they're not even afraid to gloat or admit what they pulled off in 2020. What did they pull off? A senior member of the Chinese Communist Party, who works at one of their think tanks, explained it. China, using COVID, won a biological war against the U.S. in 2020. Didn't hear about that? Of course you didn't. Back on May 18th, when he said it, the bans were still in place on social media. So he could say whatever he wanted. Here's what he said. He actually took credit for winning the biological war against the U.S. in 2020. Quote, in 2020, China won the trade war, science and technology war, and especially the biological war. The achievement is unprecedented. This is an epic-making historical record. So for the liberal America-worshipping cult within China, their worship of the U.S. is actually unfounded after this trade war and biological warfare. The U.S. was beaten back to its original shape, Sheng Ping said. So I think Trump's attempt to restore the declining international status of the U.S. during his four years has failed. This failure is not only the failure of Trump's personal campaign for re-election as president, but also the failure of the neoliberalism-led globalization of the past four decades, led by the U.S. and U.K. Therefore, the development and modernization model of the U.S. and Europe is not worthy of China's imitation and repetition. That's power. For Chinese Communist Party members to be able to gloat on video on YouTube about using COVID as a bioweapon to take out Trump and our economy and restore China to its rightful place in the world. And yet he has never been taken down off YouTube. And I have. See how this works? He said essentially the same thing that I did. But he's Chinese. So he has privilege. How powerful is this privilege today? This powerful. This is jaw-dropping. The UK Daily Mail, where I now go to find out what's going on in America, since the mainstream media here won't tell me, just ran an amazing piece over the weekend. Here's the headline. 
COVID-19 has no credible natural ancestor and was created by Chinese scientists who then tried to cover their tracks with retro engineering to make it seem like it naturally arose from bats, explosive new study claims. The study, among other things, claimed that Chinese scientists created the virus while working on gain of function at the Wuhan lab, that these same Chinese scientists took a natural coronavirus backbone found in Chinese cave bats and spliced onto it a new spike, turning it into the deadly and highly transmissible COVID-19. The researchers go on to explain how these Chinese scientists then reverse engineered versions of the virus to cover up their tracks. Quote, we think that there have been retro engineered viruses created, one of the scientists told DailyMail.com. They've changed the virus, then tried to make out like it was a sequence years ago, but it wasn't. Now, here's the truly crazy part. This study, this particular paper is a year old now. We knew this back then. These two professors knew this back then and believed they'd proved it. But after shopping it around, they couldn't find anybody to publish it until this week. It's going to run in a couple of days in the quarterly review of biophysics discovery. Yet so extreme was the censorship. So far was the reach of Chinese tentacles of repression that the two professors, again, for a full year, couldn't find a soul to publish it. That might not have been so hard to explain if these were two lowly junior professors or a couple of cranks from a community college dabbling in virology somewhere. But they're not. One of them, British professor Angus Dalgleish, is world-renowned. And he should be. He invented the HIV vaccine which allowed HIV victims to come off the medicine they otherwise would have had to take for life. It was a major scientific breakthrough. This is a highly credible individual. So is the other Norwegian scientist, Dr. Birger Sorensen, who co-authored the study and the paper. He's the CEO of a Massachusetts-based pharmaceutical company called Immunor, which developed a coronavirus vaccine called BioVac-19. Yet astonishingly, even with those credentials, the men couldn't find a single scientific journal willing to take their paper for publication for an entire year. If that's not a strong sign we're living under Chinese-style repression, I don't know what is. Or that no one is immune, that no one's resume is big enough to protect them or make them credible enough to overcome it. It means science is dead. Inquiry only allowed when it's permissible by the Chinese. And it's touched or affected anyone who's been censored, like myself. I was put in Facebook jail for three days for, it turns out, correctly reporting about the origins or potential origins of COVID. And it's not just me. Even Washington Post columnist Josh Rogan The first mainstream media reporter to buck the trend and come out and declare that Wuhan lab had produced COVID was afraid. So afraid, remember, when he first did it, he did it on Megyn Kelly's podcast, explaining that the current media environment, as he called it, was simply too repressive to allow him to unveil this on a larger network. 
Even he was clearly afraid. So were scientists the world over, he said, who understood exactly where COVID-19 came from, but were afraid to speak out. They feared, he said, a combo of Fauci and the media environment. Listen to him describing what the truth is and then why it hasn't come out until now. So can you, again, keep in your mind two things, that Dr. Fauci, the hero of the pandemic, might also have had a role in the research that may have caused the pandemic. You know, people can't get it through their heads, mm-hmm. but that's the reality. The point is that we, we, we're not, we don't have a media environment where we can have that kind of discussion where we can say, okay, listen, you know, scientists are good people. They were trying to prevent the pandemic. Maybe their research got out of hand. Maybe in this Chinese lab, we, there was a bunch of other stuff going on as the Biden administration and the Trump administration said, and maybe we got to get to the bottom of it. Is that too much to ask? Now listen to him describe how Sorensen and Dalgleish, again, the inventor of the AIDS vaccine, couldn't get their work published. They weren't alone. Scientists the world over knew COVID was bioengineered and came out of that lab, but they too couldn't get anywhere, he says. What you have to understand is that this body of research, this gain-of-function research, the, the, the whole world of virologists, and I, I, I came to learn a lot about how this operates over the last year and a half of writing this book. Uh, you know, it's very insular, okay? And I often talk to scientists who say the same thing. They say, listen, we really want to speak out about this, but we can't do it. Why can't we do it? Well, we get all of our funding from NIH or NIAD, which is the National Association for Infectious Diseases, which is run by Dr. Fauci for years and years and years. And so we can't say anything like, oh, gain-of-function research might be dangerous or it might have come from the lab because we're, we're going to lose our, our careers. We're going to lose our funding. We're not going to be able to do the work. So there's this, you know, people like to say, oh, the scientists all think this. But there's a whole bunch of science. More and more are coming out, actually. And you see them every day. And Redfield's uh, uh, sort of signal was like, this is okay to do. You can say this. And, you know, but, but still, they get attacked for being racist or whatever. Or they might lose their funding. And the head of that pyramid, the head of the funding, the head of the entire field really is Anthony Fauci. He's the godfather of -of gain-of-function research as we know it. Now, that, again, just what I said there is like too hot for, you know, TV because people don't want to think about the fact that our hero of the pandemic, Dr. Fauci, might also have been connected to this research, which might also have been connected to the outbreak. Okay, but is it just one little bureaucrat, Fauci, who's so powerful? I mean, I'm sure the funding had something to do with it. Or is it the specter of the Chinese on his shoulder that makes him so powerful? The fact that social media and big tech will censor to defend him and his research and to protect China. How much of a grip could China really have anyway? Remember the words of our former director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, under Donald J. Trump. He explained how very powerful the Chinese actually are in an interview with CBS's Catherine Herridge as he exited office last year. And it was terrifying. If the Chinese have the level of power he describes in this clip over Washington and Wall Street, what kind of power do they have over big tech? Remember this? You wrote a piece for the Wall Street Journal, and you say China is targeting members of Congress with six times the frequency of Russia and 12 times the frequency of Iran. What is behind Beijing's aggressive approach? So they want laws and policies out of the United States that are favorable to China. And what they're really trying to do is 
through blackmail, through bribery, through overt and covert influence, trying to make sure that only laws that are favorable to China are passed. Have you been to Capitol Hill and have you briefed this threat information to lawmakers? I was so troubled by what I saw from the position as the director of national intelligence that I went and briefed both the House and Senate intelligence committees on this information, which they found surprising and troubling. And yet the Wuhan lab story rolls forward with barely a peep out of the Democrat or Republican leadership. I wonder why. And I wonder how much control China has day to day over what you and I get to say on social media and online and how much its power is increasing as time rolls by. And if it's possible that they already have or are in the process of covering the whole world with the repressive net that weighs down the China people every day. Thanks for listening to today's version of the Battleground America podcast. Please subscribe and share with like-minded friends and family. Okay.